Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In my area at this time of year, we're going to be gearing up for the windy season. So we have Santa Ana winds usually from the end of September, and it could go all the way through February, March. We've had them as late as April, and so the winds are coming for sure. And so I'm going to give you a prepper on what to do on your pool service route, or if you're a homeowner, when the winds hit, and you can, of course, use this for hurricanes, uh, monsoons, but here in, in Southern California, we get the Santa Ana winds, which is our big event every year. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I probably shouldn't say big event because Santa Ana winds are something that happen all during those months and in different various strengths in different areas. So you could be hit one month, let's say beginning of October, with a pretty strong wind, which is 40 to 50 miles an hour, and then nothing until maybe two months later, another windstorm. But then another area the following week can get like 60-mile-hour winds. And so it kind of hits all over the Southern California region in different areas at different times. So you could be driving from one area, and it could be clear and sunny with no wind. And when you get to another city, maybe 10 minutes away, it's going to be extremely windy. And that's kind of how it happens here. And there's certain areas that, of course, get more winds than others. But pretty much the whole state or the whole southern area, probably northern California too in some respects, will get windy weather at some time during the season. And definitely there are a lot of things you need to prepare for. And there are some things that you probably shouldn't do, but there may be some things out of your control. And, you know, there's it's debatable if you should turn off your pool equipment. Now, I get this all the time from people that are worried about the wind damaging something, you know, clogging up the skimmer, which happens a lot, and then maybe causing the pump to run dry, which could also happen. So there's some debate on how much wind it has to be for you to turn off your pool equipment. A lot of times when we have the windy weather, we're going to have fire conditions, red flag warnings, which means that Edison and other power companies will actually turn off the power to neighborhoods where they're prone prone to have, um, you know, power lines go down and fire. So You may not have any control over the fact that they're going to turn your power off or the power may go off by itself from the heavy winds. So, you know, should you turn your pool pump off? I would say if the winds are 60 miles an hour or above, if you have gusts of like 60 or 70 miles an hour and you're in an area where your pool gets really full of debris, then turning your pool off makes a lot of sense because running your pool is not going to really do any help anyway at that point. Now, if the winds gusts are like 20 or 30 miles an hour, I would say turning your pool off, probably not, because then the skimmer can actually pick up a lot of the debris, and it's not going to really cause a problem. It won't be that bad. But again, kind of use your judgment in your area, because maybe you're in an area where even 30-mile-hour winds will fill your pool with debris. 
And if you just moved into your house and never been through a windstorm, this is a good way to gauge how much wind it takes to really wreck your pool. And you may want to turn the power off in that case just to prevent any kind of damage. Because if the skimmer does get full of debris, if the skimmer basket gets full of debris, and your pool does not have a main drain that will activate, and in some cases the main drain gets full of debris too because the bottom of the pool is so full of debris that the main drain gets clogged up too. And so there's no water moving into your system. And if you leave your pool on for a few days like this, it could definitely burn out the pump or cause damage or cause an air leak or something like that. So it may be wise to turn off the pool in certain situations. Now, if the wind is at 20 mile hours, you know, you have gusts of 20 miles an hour, I would say not to do that because then your pool is going to be a mess. And there's no reason to turn it off. Now, if you're in an area where you're not going to get any debris in your pool or very little debris, even at 50 mile an hour winds, then I wouldn't turn off the pool. So it's kind of on a per pool, per area basis of if you should turn your pool off during a really heavy windstorm or not. And sometimes it's frustrating. You know, you get to a customer's house and the pool would have looked really nice if they left the the pool equipment on, but they turned it off thinking that it was going to be a lot worse of a windstorm. And so you have a bigger mess on your hands because they didn't have the system running. That does happen. But I think erring on the side of caution for the homeowner is always better than having, you know, a problem with your pool equipment being clogged up or having the lines clogged up with debris. And so what do you actually do during a windstorm? You know, in the morning, usually the winds start to pick up sometimes. Sometimes it's at nighttime. Regardless, if you're working during the day and you have 30 or 40 mile hour gusts, There's really not much you can do, and it could be even hazardous to be out there with tree branches falling and power lines being blown down. So I would say if you're getting wind gusts of 40 to 60 miles an hour, it's pretty dangerous to be out there doing pool service. I would maybe do chemical only if you can. Maybe, you know, you really can't do anything really if you're out there when it's blowing like that. Now you have to kind of be a a, kind of an amateur weatherman, so you can't really cut and run if the winds are going to only last for an hour or two. But if they're predicting a major Santa Ana wind event, I think basically being out there doing any kind of service is hazardous. And it's a waste of time because debris is blowing in as you're skimming it. And the customer should realize that it's a losing battle. You know, you're out there, you skim the pool, and then a minute later, all the debris gets blown into the pool again from another area, from a tree above it. And so you just can't do much on a really windy day. You might just empty the skimmer basket if you're at the if you can get to the accounts and make sure everything's running, or you may want to turn certain pools off ahead of time to hedge on the fact that it could get clogged up. However, you want to do that, it's up to you. But for me, when it's really really windy and I'm out there working at during the point of the winds, I don't really do much. I pretty much cut it sometimes and just go home because nothing I can do, and then I'll make up to it the following week. And typically, these Santa Ana wind events will be consecutive days of wind. And so if you miss one day, it's not like, you know, it's not going to get windy again the next day either. And so even if you clean the pool, the next day it could blow really hard and make the pool mess again. And so during the event, it's really hard to manage for sure because you don't know what's going to happen the next day or later in the week. So do the best you can. And of course, if it's hazardous, you definitely don't want to be out there working in it. And you're just spinning your wheels in most cases while you're trying to clean the pool when the wind is blowing that hard. Since most of the pools aren't going to be running, I think if you're going to see a major sand and wind event happening, and usually it happens when the water temperatures are down, so the chlorine does a really good job of holding, and typically algae doesn't form in the pool, although it can, and if there's fires associated with it, you're going to get a lot of ash in there and a lot of gunk. So adding more chlorine to the pool is definitely a good idea, 
So I always check the forecast, and if you do pool service, you should be on the weather channel or on your local weather channel all the time checking the forecast. I think it's part of your job, and if you're not checking the forecast, what's happening the week or you know the following coming up week, then you're not doing a service to your customers for sure. And so I'm kind of obsessed with the weather. I'm always I have three different weather apps that I'm watching all the time. Some are more accurate than others. You know, I find that the Channel 4 News AccuWeather map is a lot more accurate sometimes than the NOAA website. But that goes to say I always check more than one source so that I kind of have an idea of what it's going to be like out there. And so if it looks like it's going to be a major Santa Ana wind event, and you don't know if you're going to get hit or not because it could miss your city. I mentioned at the beginning that the winds are kind of weird how it'll hit one city one week and another one another week. But needless to say, I would definitely raise the chlorine level up in a lot of the pools on your route, especially those that get heavy debris, just to prevent any kind of problems. And it's kind of like if you do it and it doesn't hit, it's okay. You just raise the chlorine up. You may have wasted some product. But if you raise the chlorine up and it does get hit by the winds and they leave the pool off for three or four days, then you're probably in a lot better shape than if you didn't do that. So I definitely would raise the chlorine level up regardless if it gets hit or not or if it looks like it's going to get hit. The weather reports are fairly accurate. And so raising the chlorine level up or keeping the level pretty high is a good idea during the wind event. And definitely you want to make sure that the customers know that anything can get blown into the pool in a wind event. Umbrellas, you know, barbecues, lawn furniture. I've had so many different things in pools with the Santa Ana wind events. The latest one was a potted plant. I mean, a full-size you know, I don't know, 20 gallon, a real heavy potted plant that fell in there. And of course, all the dirt was in the bottom. And the, you know, it was hard to get that pot out because it just was really awkward. I've had barbecues fall in. Of course, lawn chairs are very common to go in there. The good thing about stuff that falls in the pool that is really buoyant and really light, so you can usually pull it up with, you know, a brush on the end of your pole. You can hook a barbecue pretty easily and pull it towards the side. When you get it near the side and pulling it out of the water, that's when it gets really heavy again. But you can usually pull just about everything to the side of the pool and get it out of the pool. So make sure that the umbrellas are down in the backyard, that there's no lawn furniture near the pool, especially glass tables. I've had those blowing and crack and break. You know, all that stuff is really messy. And they should be able to batten down the hatches, so to speak, and kind of know ahead of time the winds are coming. So the customer should be aware of what happens. If they've been through, through a few of these windstorms, they know exactly what's coming. So they know what to move away from the pool. But nonetheless, things will get blown in there. So you want to get those out right away, especially if things get, you know, if things were to start to rust in the pool could cause a lot of staining. So definitely be kind of proactive in that. If you're at a pool and the winds are coming the next day and you see the customer left their umbrella up, go ahead and lower that umbrella down. If there's lawn chairs around the pool, kind of think ahead. You know, the wind's going to get really strong, 50 mile an hour gust. These chairs are going to blow in the pool and then the following week you're going to be pulling them out. So move those to the side. Anything that looks like it could blow into the pool, move to the side or move away from the pool. Kind of be proactive on your route to prevent this. And of course, you can text customers and tell them, hey, there's a major wind event or send out a newsletter so they can move stuff away from their pool. Kind of get ahead of things before stuff blows in there. And if you're a homeowner, of course, you want to make sure that you have everything away from your pool that could blow in there. And you may think things are far enough away. You may be surprised. What gets in the pool in your yard? Um, you might be scratching your head thinking, how did that get in the pool? But it does happen. So definitely do that as kind of a way to prevent things from getting in the pool. And again, staining the pool surface 
especially metal objects that fall on the bottom and stay in there for a couple of days. So let's talk a little bit about the cleanup process. Now, I think having a vacuum system is definitely ideal. And if you do pool service in an area where it gets prone to wind, I think investing in a vacuum system, a hammerhead, a riptide, a power vac, a bottom feeder, is a great way to do cleanups a lot quicker when it gets windy. But the number one thing to focus on the first week of the wind event after you get to the pool is the surface of the pool. So you want to skim the surface. You want to get as much of the debris off the surface. You want to make sure the skimmer basket is clear. The pump basket is clear. Now, if there's an automatic cleaner on the bottom and you can't get to the bottom, I would turn it off or take it out of the skimmer and put a skimmer basket in. Whatever you have to do to bypass the automatic cleaner until the following week. Because you can't really do a full cleanup in one week in most cases. And so turning off the side port to the automatic cleaner is a good idea. Definitely, if you have a pressure cleaner, it may be useful to have it running on the bottom. So you may want to get some of the bottom, the bigger bottom debris off so that you can run the pressure cleaner on the bottom. Robotic pool cleaner is the same thing. Get the larger, you know, branches out of the bottom of the pool so you can run the, so the customer can run the robotic pool cleaner or the pressure cleaner to kind of help with the debris load. But typically you're just going to focus on the surface. One mistake that you can make is trying to do too much each time you're there because you may have 14 pools that are trashed. You can't spend an hour at the account because you're never going to get through your day. So set a timer for 25 minutes. Do as much as you can in 25 minutes. Wrap it up and be out of there in half an hour. And let the customer know either in a service agreement. If you need a service agreement, I have a copy I can send you in Word format. Just email me at david at com, And you should have a wind clause in there. Again, that's david at com. You should have a wind clause in there so that they know that it's a two to three week period of time that's going to take for you to clean the pool up. And so the first week you're getting the surface clean and you're getting the skimmer basket emptied, the pump basket emptied, making sure the cleaner's not going to get clogged up by turning that suction cleaner off. And then the following week you're going to worry about the leaves on the bottom. If you have a vacuum system, this will help tremendously. And then maybe the third week you're touching things up, you know, vacuuming the dirt out, making sure everything's finalized and back to normal. So a three-week period is not unheard of when the Santa Ana winds hit in my area. And then typically another Santa Ana wind event comes right through again once the pool is wholly clean. And then you have to start the process over again at some degree. So definitely a vacuum system helps getting the large debris off the bottom. And then, of course, setting a timer so you're not spending an hour at a pool and not getting through your day. And the customer can expect you to do that. Now, if they want to help you out by skimming the surface so you can focus on the bottom, that's ideal. And a lot of customers will skim their pool for you and get all the top done so that you can focus on the bottom because they kind of know that it's a two or three um, kind of process. And so if they're proactive, they'll go out there and skim the surface and then you'll do the bottom of the pool and pretty much have it in shape pretty good if they were to help you that way. Because typically it'll take you about 25 minutes to skim the surface of a pool that's really bad. And then the following week, getting all the larger leaf debris out of the bottom and then getting the dirt out on the final week. So customers that expect it all to be cleaned in one week are being very unrealistic because it's out of your control. And having it in writing in the service agreement kind of helps you with those phone calls that are like, hey, my pool looks terrible still. You were here and you didn't finish it. I need you to come back. That's not going to happen if they know ahead of time that it's a process. Good thing is that Santa Ana winds kind of hit when people aren't using their pool. So it's very unsightly, but you can't do much about it. It's not like middle of summer where they're using their pool. No one's really using their pool in October, November, December, January, February. So that's the good thing about it. 
The bad thing about it is that it gets dark really early here during that season. And so if you're going to be starting at, you know, 7 in the morning and working till 5 o'clock, by then it's dark already and you can't do an hour at a pool to get through your day. So there are some kind of bad things about the winter time. But the good thing is no one's using their pool, so they shouldn't be extremely particular about how the pool looks if you don't get the whole thing cleaned up. And one final thing I'll mention is that I like to do my filter cleanings before October. So I do filter cleanings twice a year in my area. They're the full-size filters, DE or cartridge filters. So we clean them twice a year. So I'll do all my filters in September because once the winds hit, you're going to be focused on cleaning up the pools. You're not going to have time to break down 60 filters 70 filters so you definitely want to make sure that the filters are cleaned in September all of them are done that way when you enter October in the windy season you don't have to worry about juggling a filter cleaning along with cleaning up the pool so it's ideal to do your filter cleanings in um, October sorry not October in September and then again in March before the winds hit that way you're not kind of juggling things out there but bottom line is, you know, in my area, we have the Santa Ana winds. You may have monsoons in the summer, which is unfortunate. Or you may have hurricanes this time of year, you know, August, September, uh, all the way up till May in the Florida area, which, of course, is unfortunate. Also, I really don't like the wind. If, if there's any weather that I don't like, I can live with the rain. I can, get, I can live with getting wet. I can live with the heat. You know, 100 degree weather is okay. But one thing I don't like is when it's windy. Because that really makes for a longer week and a lot more work. So winds are really bad for pool service. It's kind of like the bane of the industry. And I also have several podcasts on wind events and on a wind. You can refer to those. I also have a lot of podcasts on vacuum systems, things of that nature. You can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And then on the banner, click on the podcast icon. And then there'll be a drop-down menu of the podcasts I recorded. And just search for the ones on wind or type in the search box, windy or wind wind event and then they'll they'll pop up there i also have a couple recordings on fires and ash in the pool you can refer to those also because those kind of go hand in hand when we have a windy season here in southern california if you're in the industry you want to enhance your business definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com a lot of great benefits for joining there including a discount on your general liability insurance again you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com thanks for listening to this podcast have a great week god bless the Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.